0: my co-host Lauren Hutton hey what's up guys Hell yeah there's Lauren Hutton and (laughs) we're talking to performers about their worst nightmare on stage bombing and what it is and how to stop worrying and love that and who did we talk to today Lauren it was it was
1: uh who was it it was V.A. Bennett sorry I genuinely forgot for like half a second
0: V.A. Bennett the memorable yeah.
1: Hilarious. He's an amazing <laughs> dude. He's super funny. He definitely stands out in your brain after he leaves.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I was. <laughs> so, I was excited because not only is he a comic, he's like a really good showrunner he was putting on shows for years here in cincinnati and he's in chicago now which i'm excited for him about absolutely lost him absolutely
1: like he's gonna move on to bigger and better things putting on all kinds of nonsense up there every time i did a va show like one that he was running and putting together It was some of the best experiences that I've ever had in comedy. Like, the dude knows what he's doing when he sets up a show. Which is cool, because he also... He's got the charisma. Exactly. He can carry a whole show.
0: The business know-how. I mean, he's got
1: it all, baby. He's got a beautiful face, a wonderful working knowledge of how to run a show, and tight, trim legs. Like, he's the whole package.
0: Oh, those (laughs) gams. Yeah, anytime a comic moves my go-to line is like you know i haven't seen him around in a while he's probably doing pretty well
1: (laughs) it's a very positive optimistic view you have
0: (laughs) yeah for for people who get away from cincinnati yeah man
1: yeah everyone everyone that does well leaves (laughs) they go do well elsewhere
0: I can't blame him for leaving, though, because it was a matter of the heart. Right, exactly. He happened to, he he met
1: a lady uh, that happened to, like, come to one of his shows. Everything got weird during the pandemic, and VA, being the wonderful showrunner that he was, came up with an idea with another comedian to do something online, a show that they called Singled In, right? That's what it was called. I'm bad with names and titles. You got to help me, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He'll say it in the episode. Just stick around for that. Love in the time of COVID.
1: Yeah. I mean, relationships are always evolving and being weird and they just adjust to how society's reacting to everything else that's going on. It's a it's a banger of a time.
0: Ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's VA Bennett. <laughs> oh.
2: It's good to have a format. I know that.
0: Oh, you're gonna hate this next part, then.
2: <laughs> we should
1: totally get a format. Oh boy. We should work on formatting very hard. Uh, so, first of all, before we before we get into anything else, how are you finished moving? Are you are there? Are there still things that you have to collect from Ohio? Or are you done? You up there? Uh, I would
2: I, most of the stuff that I need, I, all the things that I actually need, are here with me now. I'll say, it. And, and I'll, I'll, right, yeah, right. I'll be you, back.
1: You strike me as a person that travels. Oh, later. yeah.
2: When you get kicked out of everywhere you ever stay, you kind of have to. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're mobile. Is that, is that a factual statement? You've been kicked out of everywhere that you've ever stayed? I mean, not
2: kicked out. Just asked to leave in what could have been nicer ways, I guess.
1: <laughs> I mean, it sounds pretty kick outy yeah. to me. It's got a high kick out. Of not not
2: even like asked to leave, but like maybe sometimes silently suggested. And I like to think that I can pick up on cues.
0: <laughs> How's this place? Are you <laughs> going to be sad when you get kicked out of there?
2: I hope not, because I'm actually with uh, my girlfriend now, and it's this oh year, cool we're, we're in it for for what appears to be the long haul. So as awesome. long as she doesn't yeah, oh, as long you as she doesn't right. listen to this, I should be okay.
0: No, we don't get that many listeners. You're <laughs> <Yeah>. fine. <laughs>
1: I'm not going to advertise it. Nope, so no, nope, We're
0: rocking a strong
1: <laughs> 18, folks.
0: Uh- <laughs> You're in Chicago, though, right?
2: Yes, I am in Chicago right now. I'm looking out the window It's uh, of the skyscraper. It's nice. It's nice. I feel... feel what, alive. you
1: live in a skyscraper? I mean, it,
2: it's. I'm on the 36th floor of an apartment building.
0: Holy...
1: Holy smokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You that is that I, I wouldn't live there. I wouldn't live there. Deathly afraid of heights, super scared of stairs and elevators I'm iffy on. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't even Luckily there's, nobody there's invited no you to live here. So. <laughs> oh <laughs> there we go. Problem solved. VA. <laughs> Is that how it worked when you used to live places and they would silently suggest you, Did you to make making sense now? <laughs> you know, maybe you should go somewhere taller. Yeah. 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 I'm picking up on the vibes real, real strong. <laughs> I don't even want to be in my own house right now.
2: <laughs> I'll probably be asked to, to join another podcast by the end of this.
3: one. <laughs>
2: I think Rumble Lips has a gut spot.
3: Well, I'm glad you made well, it up thank there. Thank
2: you very much. Glad to be here. it's good to see you guys.
1: Yeah, absolutely, baby, absolutely. I uh, I didn't think that we'd see each other, you know, so soon after your going away bash. Yeah, I'm... but here we are through the through technology and other bullshit. I think that people were actually surprised that oh, I what? left so quickly afterwards
2: because.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Why do you well, say okay, that? well,
2: well, my first going away show, which isn't something that everybody can say. <laughs> um. I, I, I had that big old show at, at, at the Banana, and I think I still stayed in town for, like, another month after that. <laughs> 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 well, it, it's just a matter of it's just a matter of booking the room of what was available, you know, and, like, what could do what. Like, I knew, yeah. yeah right, I wanted right, to, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to put it in the right <laughs> venue. So, like, people were at the show. They're like, I thought I just said bye to you. I'm like, yeah, you did. Just kind of pretend I'm not here, you know?
3: And,
1: <laughs> and they did. Do your best yeah, to avoid us, please. I wasn't booked it oh, anymore, that's so fun. Was good. <laughs> <laughs> Why would we book him? He's gone. No, I'm I'm still here. I'm just at the yeah. other end of the bar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this one to turn around
2: was just three days, and um, I actually did, <laughs> the day after my going away show, I got booked on another show, and then I left for real the day.
1: Ah, so, nice. Hell yeah, dude. Way to make an exit. Just be like, I'm gonna do these things. I'm gonna be there out. Go. Peace. I will bang. <laughs> So Luke's explained what we do here, right? He's talked to you about like the the synapses that we're trying to connect and fire yeah, off. Yeah, about uh, embracing the bomb, right?
0: Yeah, it was yeah, a little briefer. Yeah. I didn't go into synapses, but I said it's a show about bombing you down with that, and I think that gets the idea across. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, you're, you are you're the wordsmith. <laughs> <If> that's wordsmithing, Ben. <laughs> and I don't want to. Well, you know, I don't d- want to
2: be like one of those guys. It's like, oh, I never bomb because I mean that's not true. But it's like. I'm so comfortable with, like, weird sets that, like, I, it doesn't resonate with me to, as much as it used to. So I guess maybe I am a good person to be talking to right now, right?
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. You've you've already found the zen place of bombing. Yeah. I like it. How did? How long have you been doing comedy? How long has it taken for you to get, like, this now, I started
2: in 2012, so eight years as it stands.
1: Okay, alright. I love when I ask that question and the guests, immediately they make me do math. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How long have you been doing something? Well, I started in this <laughs> year. You figure yeah, yeah, it out. Eight, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: You, say, you say eight years is a long time, and I mean I guess it, uh, comparatively to, to some people it is, but I mean honestly in the grand scheme of things as far as comedy goes and as far as like comics who are successful who have actually like done things and have like actual upstanding credits eight, eight years really isn't that long, you know?
0: Yeah, considering people with twenty-year careers, that's yeah, 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 exactly.
1: Wasn't it Seinfeld that said like, however many years you have on stage, that's how old you are in like comedy right. respects. Yeah. So if you if you've only been doing it for eight years, you're still a child.
2: You're a yeah, little baby yeah, yeah, out there. Yeah, but I, I can at
1: least wipe my own ass at this point.
0: Lauren and I are still getting the hang of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> front to back
1: speak for yourself i quit trying i quit trying i don't e- i just shower more often there you go you don't even have to install a bidet <laughs> you have one hanging in a tub next to you it's perfectly acceptable to just shower four times a day and not wipe your
0: ass it's just a fine are good at handstands yeah <laughs> 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 that is that's oh great. man
1: so take us back. Take us back eight years ago. Va, were you living in Cincinnati when you first started I doing was, comedy? I was
2: living in Cincinnati. Uh, I was, I, I actually, I was working. I worked as a political organizer before I did stand up. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, that's wow. Yeah. Very different. And uh, I had to travel a lot uh, for that job, and like I would live in a different city for like three months at a time, and uh, that was fun. I got to travel, and I got to meet a lot of cool people, and uh, but I had a girlfriend at the time who wasn't cool with me traveling anymore. So she, uh, she essentially yeah. made me stop that, even though it was the best paying job I've ever had. And so I came back into the restaurant industry. And as soon as I came back, we broke up. And I, I'm saying this to get to a
3: point. Right. <laughs> Take your time.
2: Take yeah. your time. We got a lot yeah. of time to fill
1: here. I like people that set a stage for his stories. Like I go all the way back to my girlfriend yeah. breaking up with me because I was in yeah. politics. It all started
3: when I was a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man! Yeah, I, so I, yeah. I
2: split up with her, but I I, I didn't want to jump right back into the politics thing. And I was working in a restaurant, which you know is depressing. But uh, I was working at a place with another guy named Mark who had already been doing comedy. He was running a show in Norwood at a place called Sidelines which no longer exists, but uh we worked together a lot and he he thought I was funny just like talking to and stuff. And he's like, "Hey man, like I think you're funnier than me. I think that you should, you know, maybe uh, try to do some time at my show that I run at Sidelines in Norwood." And, like, you know, I I did plays and stuff in high school. I always had, like, you know, an acumen for, you know, the performance aspect of life in general. Yeah. And I was was already a stand-up comedy fan. So I said, well, sure, let's try it. And uh, my first set there, like, went way better than it had any business.
0: Really? So your first set was on a booked show? Yeah. Well, that's different. Oh, wow.
1: (laughs) Your friend threw you a bone and you were just like there's still meat on this. You're going to get
3: rid of this. <laughs> yeah, I'll take yeah. it. Fine. And, Dude. Uh, yeah, that's I, awesome. I,
2: I didn't know what 5 minutes felt like at the time, so I just did what I did and uh it ended up being like 7 minutes and it got like really good reactions especially compared to some other people who were on that show and like I I think that yeah, yeah. you kind of I kind of needed that to keep wanting to do it.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure that made them feel super yeah. good. <laughs> like, hey, it's his first time, and <laughs> yeah, and that was yeah. that was amazing. But, but that that gave me a confidence that
2: maybe wasn't quite warranted yet, because there's actually I'm not going to tell you how to find it, but there's uh, <laughs> there's some there's some footage somewhere on the internet of from that actual performance, my first time ever stepping on stage, floating around, and like there's there's laughs and stuff in the video, but I look at it, and it's just cringe worthy to me like i couldn't even believe the shit i was saying
0: oh yeah
1: <laughs> yeah different monster wreck yeah. then but different monster I don't, back absolutely then. i
2: mean I don't, I don't think anybody's really the same like okay if you want to go back to what you, the, the baby analogy you made or the uh the stage years analogy nobody was the same person yeah. at one year old as they were at eight years old right
1: no, no, no! Very different yeah. people. Yeah. All one-year-olds are asses. <laughs> they ju- all they do is cry. You can at least kind of have a conversation with an eight-year-old. Yeah. You can kind of get some points across with an eight-year-old. But with a baby, it's like when they don't, when they're not happy, nothing's going well. At the
2: same token, a one-year-old will be cute and entertaining, right?
1: Yes, <laughs> without trying to yeah. do anything. It's like, yeah. oh, well, look, look, put that on the internet. It'll it'll blow up like crazy. Versus if an eight-year-old's doing that. You
0: for sure have to unlearn a bunch of stuff after you're in it for a while. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Very true. Absolutely. Very true. It's like they don't like it when I write on the walls anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I, I wrote the F word. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I thought that was funny. The F word was
3: fart. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> to be fair, that's pretty funny, though. Yeah.
2: It is. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs>
1: So, what happens next on your journey, man? You have this amazing breakout performance that was just literally your friend telling you, you should try to do this, and it goes really yeah. well. What's the, what, I want to know what the very next time on stage was All right, like so for you. Same, same energy, same upness, or did you come well, crashing hard? The,
2: the next one was still kind of up because I, I have a very, like, good support system behind me. I always sort of have for, you know, one reason or another because I like to think I'm not an asshole in practice too often. Um, but, but but after that first show, like he booked it monthly. He's like, yeah, you should just come back and start doing this every month. I was like, okay. So in my head, I was like, oh, I'll do one show a month. And and it's to somebody who's just starting, like that sounds like a lot to me at the time. Like looking back, it's like Ew, yeah, one show a month. <laughs> like those times I'd like done three shows in a day before, you know. Now, but. Uh, yeah, so right, I started right. doing that, but then I started realizing, like, oh, wait, you have to write more jokes, too. You can't just go and, uh, like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, you would, did you bring, like, the same kind of set back? Did you even have a set? I mean, I, I yeah, I, I wrote some things down,
2: uh, the, the things that I thought were funny, like, I kept bring it back and i try to bring like a new joke to each set every month but it it wasn't really working out that way and I, since i was such good friends with the guy like he was giving me like 10 minute like 15 minute slot which i blew yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah dude if you don't have anything to fill a 15 minute it's slot with that's just in. rough
0: so it was it sideliners was that the name of the Side place lines, was it yeah that was the name Side of the line. place uh that's actually where I, I
2: cut my booking teeth eventually as well because like Oh yeah, because that's when he was finding out that it was a lot, it was a heck of an undertaking to do all of that on your own. So him and Chris, Chris actually got yeah. involved too.
0: Oh, love Chris.
2: Yeah, we became like a triumvirate of uh, of booking there, and um, I, I learned a lot about the business there. But I think my first bomb happened there. For sure, um, I think it was probably like four months in after I had like three shows that were you know all received pretty well, and well, then. Yeah. Yeah, you know, then they gave yeah, me like yeah. fifteen minutes, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I can handle this." I was getting like this this unwarranted cockiness. Um,
0: so, what was sidelines <laughs> like? What kind of audience was it?
2: Um, Norwood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know who listens to this. I, I'm gonna assume nobody. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> safe assumption. <laughs>
1: safe bet. <laughs> but uh, Norwood
2: uh, is. It's, it's, it's it's, I don't know. It's it's a it's a good old boys sort of bar, I guess you can say. Uh, the people in there are are not are not the least racist. I'll say that, <laughs> <laughs> for the most part. And uh, also, since that show only happened, you know, like once a month, uh, that Cylon is like more of a local like hole in the wall. So even if Norwood did have a classier place, which it doesn't. <laughs> if it did, this would be several tiers below whatever that place hypothetically would be. If that makes sense. Okay. It's a shitty bar in a shitty neighborhood.
0: Well, that's a that's a good place to cut your teeth, okay. though. The, no wrong answers. Yeah, really. for <laughs> sure. It really is, and plus on, on top of well, but the people that I don't want
2: don't get me wrong, the people that owned it were great. They were awesome. Uh, they really yeah. loved what we were doing, and like yeah. after a while, like we we used to have to go in early and, and set up our stage and everything, but after a while, we would show up. I'd show up early because I thought I'd have to, you know, set up the lights or the stage or whatever. But they'd already have it all set up. Or then they they would start like not charging us for drinks and stuff like that. And because it's like one of the biggest nights I guess they had. But uh, but you also have to deal with their, and this is actually something that's an apartment in general. Uh, at a bar like that, at a place like that, on shows like that, there are some people who are just there because it was on a Friday night. Okay, so there were some people right, that were just right. there. Right, They've just exactly. come to drink. They're just drinking. Yeah. You don't you don't ever want to sneak up on somebody with a comedy show <laughs> especially drunk people we,
1: surprise
0: yeah. <laughs> i'm funny no <laughs> announcements let's <laughs> just get it rolling everybody look at me and be silent <laughs> they love hearing that <laughs> i know you've had a long week yeah.
1: but we're gonna do this for the next two hours yeah. deal with I it i know you're unwinding but let me wind
2: you back up real quick you know (laughs)
1: exactly
2: and insult comedy go right right (laughs) and moreover it was like like I said we worked in the restaurant industry so most of the people that were coming to our shows also worked with us at the restaurants. so with that in mind the original idea was to start the show a little later so we were starting at like 9.30 on a Friday night which is problematic because you know people have been drinking for kind of a while now at this point (laughs) yeah yeah. And then after that, uh, sometimes, like, I mean, there's been plenty of shows that are supposed to start at one time, right? But maybe yeah. the whole crowd that you would yep. like to start with isn't all there yet. And so you push yeah. it back even right. later. So there's sometimes you're not starting a show at 10 o'clock,
1: ten fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. And people have been drinking for between three and five Ooh, hours right. at that point, and you have no idea where the show is going to go. You just have to try and guide yeah. it and keep it in the line, sort of space. Absolutely.
2: And, <laughs> and looking back now, and like knowing the people that I know, we actually had like some people who turned out to be pretty good comics on the show back then. Like I could show you some some old lineups sometime, like when you know when you're not busy. <laughs> but we, but like I said, we were we were all one and not eight yet, you know. So right, we, yeah, did, we didn't yeah. really know what to do to uh, corral those crowds in all the time. Um, yeah, but, you know, like you said, like that, that was a good place to, to cut teeth because if you could deal with, with those crowds and that variety of aggression, you can pretty
0: Yeah, I, I know I, I kind of went to Lexington a lot and I get, get a feeling it was kind of the same tier of people at bar shows where it's like... You can get kind of out of the box, and they'll deal with it. But at the same time, they'll, you know, yell at you from their seat while you're on stage.
2: Yeah, but I, yeah, the 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 most I learned about bombing from that place was actually probably not so much me, but but watching that happen to a lot of other people. Uh, the dude Mark, uh, I, I guess his last name doesn't even warrant to be said right now because he's kind of gone off the off the grid oh, for yeah. a while. Now. You guys wouldn't even know him. And I don't even think he does comedy anymore, so I'm not going to put him through that. But he had a propensity towards getting really, really, really drunk himself. You know, like before the show.
1: Yeah. Like
2: like he, he almost had a gimmick where every time he went on stage, he'd have a full picture of beer with him. Wait, are you talking about John Holmes? I'm confused. <laughs>
0: I immediately thought of John Holmes. <laughs> oh, no, that's hilarious.
1: Now we know where he got this bit. All <laughs> yeah. right, it all, it all comes together. You know, Holmes is usually pretty good be- before the set, I'll say, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> Right, right keeps it keeps it wrangled yeah. to a certain point. And then
2: afterwards you know that's a different story. But
0: did Mark have that right. s- swarthy charm that John Holmes had after he no. had a couple? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: that's actually the perfect question. No, that's a perfect question because I've watched him a lot. I watch every like every month. I did it. I watch his says. I, honestly, I I never seen him before. Any I never saw him perform anywhere else through the city. Cause like after like at this point, I was doing Go Bananas and like other like people's like you know little satellite shows or whatever. But Mark, that's that's the only place yeah, he yeah. ever did it. And he did not have that Holmesley charm about him. He actually got really really angry when the crowd wasn't paying
0: attention. <laughs> Which is the best move. Which is know. the absolute worst move.
1: <laughs> right.
2: He would literally be, like, in the middle right. of a joke. Just take yeah, it personally. Exactly. Here's step one of, of bombing. Don't take it personally. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he could. Be, he would be in the middle of a joke and already, you know, a few sheets to the wind. And, like, if the crowd wasn't, like, into it, I, he, there are times where he literally would stop in the middle of a joke and just start yelling, hey, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck
3: up.
0: <laughs> yeah. And everybody's like, "Uh." as a comedian, that's really funny. But as an audience member, (laughs) what did we walk into? Yeah.
1: See, it's interesting because this this whole thing has kind of started to flex towards something that we haven't covered on the show yet. Is like you can you can bomb as a performer, and that's that's like a singular experience. But like, you have a lot of booking prowess and you've booked I mean dozens and dozens of shows around Cincinnati and what happens when the show that you booked bombs like either the audience isn't on board or just whatever happens the whole thing just sort of falls apart like a house of cards have you ever had that experience where you didn't bomb as a performer per se but you put a show together and then the show bombed
2: yeah I mean it's, it's hard to think of one specific instance but uh, there definitely been times like that when that happens and honestly that hits harder to me than bombing just for my set because i know that like i put those pieces together to put that show in motion you know what i'm saying and like
0: yeah, like yeah, if you've yeah. ever seen
2: me at one of my shows like i'm not really ever sitting down uh just watching yeah it but, like, i'm bouncing around making sure that whoever's up is next knows that they're next so i'm going around talking to the bartender i'm going around trying to just crowd people and like just trying to make sure that the show goes more smoothly and yeah like I've, I've, for, I've been fortunate enough to know after a while that, like, to make it to where it's not going to be a total failure, usually. I'm not trying to sound cocky when I say yeah.
3: that.
2: Yeah. But but when it does, but, yeah, but when something does go bad, I do kind of take it personally bad. But that kind of goes back to really what we were just talking about. As bad as I feel about some things that are happening, usually pre- people as a whole don't care. As long as they get to laugh a little bit at something, right. you know, like, they'll be like, oh, dude, I love my show, and in the back of my head, I'm like, oh,
1: fuck, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> right right you can't throw it in their what's face like that what's your move
0: when you're like pulling out of a tailspin as a showrunner like if three comics go up and they just like bomb terribly what do you do to kind of try and get things back on track
2: yeah i, I don't ever want to be the cause i'm usually hosting these shows
0: right right
2: I, I get it i get an opportunity to get right. up and like say something in between i'm like not throwing out like uh like jokes or anything cause i think that's weird but uh you just hit I kind of just try to keep the audience engaged in something, something. Right. Like they didn't really like the jokes or whatever. Like just, I'm, it could be anything. I, and it's, like I said, I wish I had more specific story in right now. But because yeah. once their once their interest wanes, then that's when they start conversing with each other, and then that's when you have a whole other problem.
0: Oh yeah, just draw their right. attention to one place and try and keep it moving.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and that also sucks because, like, for future shows, uh, you know, word of mouth is the effective form of, of advertisement. You know, so yeah, you, you gotta sure. send them on their way with uh, something positive to talk about. So, uh, I usually when it's tailspin, I I I I, I think a good move. And I've done this before. Um, I, I'll off buy drinks for people sometimes.
0: There you go. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, okay. Hey, you sat right there all night. Let me get you a Bud Light. That's a song I that's just actually, wrote. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a tactic I
2: picked up from Lee once. I saw at the hub because like you know how nobody wants to sit in like the front row most of the time because they they're afraid that they're going to get heckled or whatever. Right, solid. right. Uh, Lee had a great idea that I saw at the hub, and I, I implemented it into a show of mine. It's like I have this VIP uh, front seating. And it's it's like a leather couch, it's the most comfortable seats you can get there. And anybody that sits there, I say, hey, yeah. you can get two drinks out of my own pocket if you sit here for anybody sitting in this couch, and that's usually enough to get people. To
0: do. Oh, that is a pro move,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's I like that a lot, because I mean, you'll get somebody that wasn't even gonna watch the right. show. <laughs> They'll be like, wait, wait, yeah. free what? yeah i'll sit here and enjoy my free booze while something else happens directly in front of me and i feel special of course let's do that a drink
0: keeps people immobile too it's like we know you're at least hopefully gonna sit there till you finish that drink that's a good 15 20 minutes right yeah you should like
1: well depending depending. (laughs) how many ounces is that drink (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just a picture of beer. people watered down, buds yeah. <laughs> Here you but, go yeah, but having, It's definitely not half faucet water or right. anything.
2: But having booked so many shows You do I like, start to gain an appreciation for When you see something going well And see something not going as well And you know, some people say There's no such thing as a bad audience Honestly, sometimes there just kind of is
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah
2: <laughs> so People are just just kind of shitty So, I mean, there's only so many things you can do And as long as you put the ducks in the row For the most part It's usually going to work out in your favor mm I remember. uh,
1: Have you gotten to a point where you can see like a bad audience coming? Like, are there are there warning signs? Are there certain types of people that you see roll in, or if it's like a certain group of people acting a certain way, are there red flags to an audience that's like being seated for a show?
2: uh, When people come in and they start moving chairs, right away. Not talking to anybody.
1: Oh, yeah, power move. Yeah. I don't like the feng shui right. of this. I know what's better. Let's rearrange the whole right. thing. I've never even thought about that, dude. That's nuts. Yeah, when they walk into uh, when they walk
2: in and there aren't like people there yet, they're most first people there. You can see, like, the way that I have my thing set up, you can tell that something's about to happen there. You can tell that things are placed there for a reason. And people are like, yeah, you yeah, know what? Yeah. Fuck it. And that, I, to me, that. <laughs> Not my, that automatically in my head makes you think, well, this person is disrespectful on some level, you know.
0: Yeah, just walk in. This is yeah. my house now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and this one might sound kind of weird, but you'll get those people that come and like, oh, are you one of the comics or whatever? And then they start trying to be funny with you, like just talking to you before the show uh, starts. Yeah. Time. That's time.
0: It's like the equivalent of use that in your comedy set. I hate hearing that yeah. so much. Yeah. <laughs> Here,
2: I got something you could say on stage. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, at least those are better examples than like, put this in your skits. <laughs> That's the worst one. You, if you can say the words comedy act or use this as a bit, fine. I give you at least a mild pass on that. Yeah. But anybody that tells me, like, use that in your <laughs> skits, there's a part of my back that turns into scales. Oh. And so I'm like, oh, yeah. god. I need to leave the room for a second. I gotta get the taste and of you know, out of my mouth. My mom's the
0: only one that gets a pass on that. Otherwise... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I don't give my mom a pass on that one anymore. No she should have one now. No mom. But I think... <laughs> <laughs> She's, she doesn't really say those things to me anymore It's usually like, why don't you ever call Or come around like, She's not giving me it's jokes anymore It's just <laughs> all one
3: <laughs> It's in my skin 100% <laughs>
1: <laughs> Now the setup's real long I'll, I'll be by with the punchline later, trust me It's a retirement oh, yeah. home Super fun stuff
2: You get, you get
3: this <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Do you get it? (laughs)
0: Dad gets it. (laughs) We love our parents. We do. Uh,
2: They're cool. Speak for yourself. (laughs) Well, my my mom isn't very internet savvy and my dad's dead, so I'm not worried about anybody hearing this.
3: Oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what I wouldn't give for Amish parents, that would...
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that butter money.
1: i love how you think that half dead and half non-tech savvy equals amish. It's very important <laughs> of you. half the amish are just dead they're all just dead okay. i don't know what happened but you know probably. that's what happens when you don't have an iphone when you get people
2: who are very talkative at the bar that's also another red flag
1: Right. Of course, yeah. anytime. Like they come in, because I mean, when when are they going to shut up? Are they going to shut up when you announce that a show is happening right. in five minutes? Maybe not. Are they going to shut up when the show actually starts? Probably not. Are they going to shut up for three seconds while one person drops a killer line? Yeah. Maybe, maybe.
2: Man, but I, but yeah, honestly, <laughs> I I think when it, the biggest time the show as a whole will bomb is mostly just when people don't know that it's happening because they like, get. If you you have a chance to to mold your audience so people know what they're there for, especially if they know you, they're gonna be like even more respectful. I think the biggest biggest, like specific example I can remember of that was a show that I was on circa, it was 2013 going into New Year's 2014. Uh, It was called like Good Riddance 2013 or something like that. It was in uh, Crawfordsville, Indiana.
0: Yeah, we need another one of those.
2: (laughs) Yeah, right. <laughs> right. That would be perfect. At the a Crawfordsville Indiana, I, I, was, I was on the road with uh, Chris Seymour again. Because we were Road Dogs, we've been to Road Dogs forever, man. And uh um, Chris Tanner, I don't know if he still does comedy. Do you guys know who that is? No. Oh okay. uh well, no. Name doesn't okay. okay. sound good. Oh, yeah, he exists. And
0: uh
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this show was in Crawfordsville, Indiana was like I don't know, like uh like two and a half hours from Sensei or something like that. Uh, that was, like, the longest I traveled yeah. for a show at that point. Uh, they put us up in a hotel room overnight. They gave us, like, you know, free drinks. And so, like, and it, it felt like a big deal to me, you know? I was like, wow, this is cool. Yeah. I'm, like, you know, just, like, a little over a year in. And mostly I just been doing the sideline show and maybe go bananas a few times at that point, you know? And on paper, everything seemed amazing. But uh, you get to this bar and there's like 250 people there too so it's like holy shit like this, this, this holy is, yeah like
1: that's more than you could ever ask for right
2: uh, but the thing is uh, when I said <laughs> <laughs>
1: so the the show you said that it was in Podunk Crawford, Crawford Indiana
2: right that's yeah, where we were respect under name
1: Crawfordsville
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll wait till the end of the story yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly.
2: We'll see how this plays yeah, but out. Yeah. You know, it was it was it was, so, it was a bit so of a yeah. drive, but you know, like I said, they put us up in a hotel. I, I think there was a bit of money involved. Um, there were drinks involved, and that was cool. Um, and we walk in. There's 250 people. There's yeah. a crowd. This, this could be nice. But
3: um, right. But yeah. whoever
2: booked the show, and I do know who booked it, but I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> 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 I'm not sure if he communicated effectively, if the bar. About what was going to be going on? Because yes, there were 250 people, but I don't know if I've ever had 250 people who have given a shit less about <laughs> comedy happening. <laughs> and it was like a marathon show.
1: Oh, perfect! It was perfect. like a
2: marathon show. I think because there's probably like I don't know, like eight or nine of us, so that doesn't seem like a lot. But we were all doing like 20 minutes, and this is holy. Yeah, crap. and it started at like 10, and it was rolling like to the ball drop. You
1: know? Yeah, dude,
2: that's a marathon
1: I, show. When on a night when everyone in that bar is drinking like the world's gonna end because they're silently hoping that it yeah. will, and then you guys are just off in the corner trying to be like, "Hey, yeah. look at me!"
0: So were there like <laughs> seats, or were they just milling around the bar? Like, did they? There, not- there were some seats by the stage, but the rest was mostly
2: people milling around the bar. And the people that were oh, actually man. sitting by the stage, they they were decent. Wow. Like they were they were a decent crowd. Like for real, like they were into it. I had some people come to me and I was like, oh, man, that was great. I was like, cool, I came this far, that's, you know? But yeah, you can right. tell that there was a, a breach in communication somewhere because as, and, like, maybe, like, the second or third comic, I think I, I was, like, the first one after the host. Second or third comic, yeah. the jukebox
1: comes on in the back. <laughs> You would, you would All right, it. we're really going to throw some gas on this fire. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what box. it actually is, but in oh, my head, man. it's a
0: breaky heart. That's. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: at that point, my whatever set was it was, somebody thought it was. <laughs> <laughs>
2: My set was over at that point, so I, I was not really listening to music. I just started drinking heavily. I was like, well fuck, I'm glad I'm done, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I'm checking
0: they're paying as for far the drinks. <laughs> yeah.
2: So people who are already in the back talking, not like, you know, caring at all. Now they're talking over music. And you would think that if like music is on and somebody knew there's gonna be a show, that they would, you know, maybe turn the fuck jukebox off.
1: But no. Right. Unplug no. that thing.
0: Jesus. Rest of, the rest
2: of the
1: show,
0: jukeboxes <sighs> rips. Oh, they didn't even turn it off after it came on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, nah, just shout no, over it. It kind of seems oh, like all gosh. this noise is conflicting with yeah. each other. Ah, just let it go; it'll be <laughs> fine. Yeah. So you got depressed press comics
2: in one corner, like telling jokes into a, a microphone, which is you know loud enough, right? And then you yeah. uh, you have the unattended people that are already unattended, who are probably trying to get laid because it's new year's eve or whatever you do and mm. people are already just ripping orange on like just doing shots and ugh. i don't really remember the rest of that night completely because I'd, I'd start just doing the shots and stuff what the fuck yeah else supposed
0: to i'd have the same move
2: <laughs>
1: yeah yeah right right if you can't beat them join them right yeah
0: <laughs> if the first half of this new year's party is anything to judge by i don't want to be around for the second half so bye yeah, y'all. Right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> But I mean, you know, like as as a performer, you could take that like a few different ways. Like You could sit there and just be bumped out, get mad about it. Or you could just, you know, embrace the ball and just,
0: mm-hmm. and yeah, just take it yeah. for what
2: it is. Don't like it personally. And, you know, like just take it as an experience. And maybe you can talk about on a podcast one day. Who knows?
0: Who knows? <laughs> <laughs>
1: One can only hope. Specific,
0: but it's very possible. <laughs> <laughs> no, we appreciate the bumper. We're gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: There you go. <laughs> it's all yours. Uh,
1: what? How? When did you? Uh, uh... Oh, you... Luke okay, has a question. I have a
0: question. Um. <laughs> uh, VA. Uh, here's a quick question. What was that first bomb like? <laughs> <laughs> you said like a uh, four months in back at sidelines was your very first bomb
2: yeah yeah okay that that's one when i didn't have like too many new jokes written and i was like kind of cocky coming off of what i thought were like you know good reactions from before so I, but i was also kind of retelling some jokes because i thought I had some other people in and you guys probably right, you yeah. know like when you have new stuff when you tell it for the first time it feels a lot different than when you're telling it for you know the 50th time or whatever
0: yeah you gotta kind of put yep. that new joke energy into it yeah <laughs> and, and that
2: was that was the first time that i I started I felt bored with my own set and I think that it kind of oh. <laughs> I think it started like permeating throughout the audience as well because like I was kind of just like, mm. <laughs> like in my head like I was trying to like deliver things differently, but like, I kind of was just just kind of like buzzing through them and like not really putting the putting the ass into it that that it deserved. And that's when I felt like this really like weird, like sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach. I was like, fuck, because like I said, like the first time you go, like it, it went way too well. And like, once once you get that first, you get bit by the bug the first time, it's almost impossible. Yeah. Quick comedy after that, it's like, wow, you get like, that's a real feeling. You can bottle it, wood, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but then, but then I, the exact into that and i just not and like i was just having like an existential like crisis in my head stage so i really wasn't paying attention to what i was saying after that <laughs>
1: <laughs> In my head, I'm too- i love the idea of like everyone in the audience picking up on the fact that you were bored with yourself because yeah. like i mean just imagine what's going through their head at that point like he's not even enjoying this why on earth would he expect <laughs> us to Oh boy. It's and, and it just compounds because like if you're picking up on them picking that up on you, I could totally get like the whole like existential downward spiral that'll happen immediately after that. Especially just because like you had so much build up. Because you your expect expectations were like way up here. Because you, you you did really well your first time. You did you did really well your next couple of times. You're getting more time than is like normal for like you know. You basically skipped the open micer step and just started getting booked on a regular yeah, show. We're doing
0: ten minutes before and that, then right? that
2: happens. Yeah,
0: the set I'm talking about was like fifteen. Yeah.
2: He oh wasn't really running a light, boy. and I just like kept like going. Well.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what
1: happens. No one's ever told me to be done before. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. And when you're bombing, time just slows down. It's like yeah. the slowest uh, aside from sitting on an oven. I don't think you could make time move relatively slower than that. That
2: is for sure. The truth. And it, and it's the opposite of when you're having a great set, you look up like, what that was 10 minutes. Like you it, it feel like nothing, but, but yeah, yeah, when you're, when, when it's not going well, it is, oof, man, that is the pits. But, uh, I think what I what I learned from that experience to this day is just uh, there's a there's a a, a rapper, uh, well a rapper in the atmosphere, and one of my favorite lines from him. He says, "Say what you meant, just in case it's their first time." You know. So what I learned from that bomb is, you you have to put that that same energy into every bit, every night, if you really want like you know the reaction that you expect to get because even if there are people even if there's a bunch of people that have heard it before there's somebody in that room that has not
0: right yeah maybe
2: their laughter might even be like you know infectious to people that have heard it before like you don't know
0: yeah and writing new jokes i always notice that where the first time you do it and if it's already a good joke it kind of you kind of have that behind it yeah. And, then, and then the second time you do it, it's immediately less response just because you're like, oh, I'm not excited about it.
2: That's very true. And like I, I, I've seen this a lot, like with watching other people, like, bomb, you know, quote unquote. Like, when they're not putting that energy into it, the crowd's not going to give you that energy back. Energy is a very dynamic thing, like that. You know, you, you get, yeah, yeah, you get yeah, back what sure. you put out. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what I learned from that experience. That's, I was actually just talking about this with somebody this past saturday
0: at the conference show oh synchronicity yeah it's like you said (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah.
2: if if you don't if you don't believe what you're saying is funny or you can't convince people that you believe that it's funny then there's no way in hell that they're gonna
1: oh absolutely absolutely what what like we talked about how you pick up a show that's like you know sort of of flailing and and falling like a dead bird and how you address that from like a host standpoint but when you're doing those longer sets those 15 you know plus minute sets and it's not going great what are what are do you have any like tricks that you use that kind of like snap you back into the performance energy to try and get the crowd on board or do you just like dig in and enjoy it like like it's
2: it's hard for me to enjoy cuz it is kind of like mortifying but <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I, I i think that every i like to think that everybody has like a few in the chamber that they can break open in case of emergency you know like the, the, yeah those, yeah
1: i like that analogy yeah, too there's break glass jokes
2: that's that's what i have to yeah. get back for those maybe they weren't supposed to be in my set maybe they're older yeah but like if, if, but if, if if i'm not doing if, if what i'm not doing isn't going the way i wanted to that's usually when you'll break out one of and if those don't work, then okay. If, if those don't work, always remember that you don't always have to do all of your time. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: there is a ripcord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Good night. Just uh- eye contact with the host, <laughs>
0: then exit. Right. Or you. you know, <laughs> yeah.
2: If the host is paying attention, and they should be. If they're the host, uh, there are always there are context clues from from season comics where they're, they're, they're telling you when they're leaving.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. and if it's yeah. a good host and you're bombing they're right by the stage like please get off now so I can save my show Yeah,
2: like, yeah. Like, I'm not going to love you but also know that I am prepared for you to leave right now
0: yeah my arms are crossed I'm tapping my foot yeah. this isn't going well you can do your
2: time but you don't have to do your time
0: you have the right you don't have to exercise it right <laughs> you you could get booked again. You could do those last five man. <laughs>
3: you could get booked again. Maybe not here. Maybe not here. <laughs> but, but you get <laughs> There's other venues yeah. in
1: the city. But for now I'm gonna lean on the stage and watch you until you right.
3: get down. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you could
2: tell. Like if somebody like if somebody takes the mic out and they, they and they have to stand behind them the whole time. You you know I mean if, if anybody's listening and doesn't as soon as you see a comic take the stand and put it back and they put the mic back on the stand and they're talking their their set's about over or you or I'm gonna you're exactly. fan, I'm gonna leave you with this is a popular one or you know like uh, yeah yep or you
1: know, <laughs> yeah or I'll, I'll do be, one I'll more be, and get I mean, out of here that's usually a lie though <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lie about comedy it's a lie yeah. about yeah. cocaine yeah, I'm gonna do right. one more and then I'm gonna get out of here.
0: there's always that last resort how much time do i have left (laughs) yeah i hate that i've I've seen that work in
2: the other i've seen that work in the other direction too though sometimes people ask how much time they're doing because they're they're kind of doing better than they expected
1: but
0: oh right
1: right they lose track of time and they're like oh no i was just riffing what what decade (laughs) is it (laughs)
2: <laughs> I'm glad we got that out though And uh, recorded it Because oh, I, I think a lot of people do need to Do need to understand that you don't have to do your time You don't have to Because <laughs> People I mean, people like to because obviously they want to Workshop your jokes and it, it feels good To just get things out of your mouth So even if stuff isn't working on this show It might work on another one But at the same time I mean, Especially if it's a book show Well only if it's a book show I'll say Open mic, fucking go up there and just eat it forever Who cares
3: right? Yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Like a subway foot long. Just eat it yeah. forever.
2: Yeah. Five, five minute foot long.
1: That's a totally different video category yeah. somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah.
3: yeah. If
2: it's a book show, if it's a book show and there's an audience there expecting comedy, don't jeopardize the integrity of the show just by doing time that you were allotted. I don't time isn't like a you have to do this it's a you can do this you know right.
0: yeah. i like that as a philosophy but there there is always that cutting your losses thing where you're like oh yeah. man but this will get them just wait on this one nope not that one either well yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: you know what's frustrating to me sometimes i'll see somebody having like a killer set and then what they 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 drop what they think is their closer and the closer gets nothing so they're like fuck so they're like well yeah. let me try one more and then that doesn't get what they want yep. well let yep. me try one
1: more let me get back to where I was they're getting nervous because yeah, yeah. they're
0: running the light and yep. yeah it just yep. falls apart from there
1: everything starts compounding sure. took yeah. all of it
2: out of the sales and like, it, like you're going to get booked again so just save some stuff from the chain there's times, yeah. where, I, there's times yeah. where I've been having a good set and I cut it early because I said something got a bigger reaction I'm like alright I'm not going to top that so, let's yep. get out of here.
0: Well, they yep. already clap, and I'm gonna leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. More people could be like, people's attention spans are already crap anyway.
2: You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah.
1: Why? why? Why test those waters? <laughs> exactly. Well, V.A., you've, you've been all over the place. You've done so many, like, grand things. I'm sure you've got some advice uh, other than, you know, you don't have to do your time. What, what other advice would you give somebody who's thinking about either starting comedy or maybe they've been doing comedy for a while and they want to, like, book a show or maybe they want to, to do something else creative? Like, what what kind of advice would you give to somebody who may be stepping outside of their comfort zone creatively?
2: uh this is gonna sound weird but honestly i think a good a good advice stream is just don't be a dick and
1: (laughs) oh i like it
2: and and that means like reading any situation that you're potentially going to be involved in like with you the wrong way like like i was talking about mark right when he was on stage and he was drunk and he was like yelling at the audience he's being a dick there that's not helpful to your show even though, like, right. the, the way that he felt about the people he was yelling at, I also would have felt. But you can't handle things the way that you want to all the time. You just you just can't be yeah. addicted to people. Always remember that even if whatever you're doing doesn't go exactly the way that you want it to, there's probably going to be another time to do it again. And I guess just always let people know that you're going to be there before you come. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I like that as a vague blanket statement. Let people know you're coming. (laughs) Nobody,
2: nobody likes to be dropped in on. Like you know. know. Right. That's the
0: most practical, (laughs) most useful piece of advice I think we've had on this show. (laughs) Just you give them a heads up. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Oh, by the way.
1: So, Va, do you have any grand schemes happening in Chicago? You got uh, this? Isn't going to come out for a couple of weeks, but you got any shows that are coming up, man? You got anything that's happening? You starting a new podcast? You trying out some new socks? What's going on in your life? What do you want to talk about? What's uh,
2: happening? Well, Chicago's still like pretty shut down for the most part. Like, there might even be a curfew right now. I'm in the house right now, so we'll see.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be in my house.
2: Catch I'm inside, there. man. I don't know. <laughs> I may be listening to this from, <laughs> from jail in a couple of weeks, but... <laughs> Man, yeah.
3: But, well, fair uh, enough, I dude. do, fair I do enough. know a lot
2: of comics up here. I know that uh, we're going to do season two of uh, Singled Out in, like, November, I think. Like, a little short season. I'm, I'm sorry, Singled Out. Oh, Out. I don't know if you guys remember that right. show, but that that's why I'm here. That's why I'm in Chicago. I can tell you this quick story if you want.
0: Oh, go ahead. So... Oh, we're all about yeah, stories. So uh,
2: Singled In, out of, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the show Singled Out that was on MTV back in like the 90s, but it was like a it was like a, yeah, it was like a, a dating show that, that uh, during quarantine, during lockdown, uh, me and Spark Tabor, a comic who's from Sensei, but he's in Chicago now, and uh, Alfonso Cabo- Caballero, he's from Sensei, but he's in LA now, but we always used to do shows in Sensei together, and we hadn't seen each other in a while, we're all locked down, so Spark reached out to the two of us. And he had a concept where he's gonna take that format of the dating show and do an online version of it. So instead of Singled In, I mean, sorry, instead of Singled Out, we called it Singled In, a quarantine dating show. And we did it like, like on Zoom. Wow, oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, and that turned out to be a lot of fun. We started gaining a little bit of steam with it. Um, there was an episode where one of the girls I was being competed for was telling us this story how she was kicked off of Tinder for photoshopping her head onto the bodies of insects, bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And okay. I was, yeah, I didn't know that was grounds right. for Neither termination. I. But right. I thought that was weird. And I said yeah. to her, I was like, man, that really sucks that you you can't do that on Tinder, but you could probably get away with it on Bumble.
0: Oh, you get it? Because great, right? <laughs> on the show, yep, that's that's real on cute. The show, were like,
2: "Real cute." Shut the fuck up! That's stupid. And I was like, "Yes, whatever." <laughs>
0: <laughs> entirely different from the reception it got here. Yeah, right up. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> see, this is the thing. This is what...
2: After the show, I got a friend request from a girl who I hadn't ever heard of before. And I accepted it because, you know, horny or whatever. And <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I get a message from her shortly thereafter. She goes, hey, I don't want this to sound weird or anything, but I thought the thing you said about Tinder deserved way more than it got on the show. Turns out she was in the audience there, and audience didn't have their cameras on. It, so I didn't even know she was in the room, right?
1: Yeah. Right, right. And I was like,
2: oh, haha, thanks. And we just started talking back and forth. Turns out she's from Cincinnati. She lives in Chicago now. We have a bunch of mutuals. Like, we've worked at like, similar places. She said she's known about me for years, but she had never made oh. a move until just then.
0: There you go.
2: Basically, that all just snowballed into her coming to visit me, then me coming to visit her. And now I live with her in Chicago. So that's why I'm here.
0: Full circle. Dude, yeah, it's it. It
1: started with a joke that didn't land, right. and now you're you're in a thirty-six floor walk. Em- oh boy, if that's
2: not embracing a bomb. I don't know what the fuck is. <laughs> 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 well,
1: well, I can't think
3: yeah, of a we, better we way to end the show. What that. a wonderful <laughs> note.
0: Uh, thanks so much, man. It's been oh, a blast. You. Yeah, it's got to be
1: yeah dude this has been this has been great you be you take care of yourself and uh don't go chasing waterfalls.